Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic MBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. I got Jake King. I got Trevon Edwards. I got Mo Dakiel. We got Jade Hoy producing. We've got a show for you coming up. We've got the Mavs Jazz Series getting spicy. We've got the Warriors possibly back to title contention. The Grizzlies and the Wolves are a roller coaster. Should the Suns be worried? We'll find out. Heaton Bucks ready to wrap it up. And uh, we've got the Celtics dominating the Nets as Joel Embiid in his series is trying to wrap up the Raptors with a bad thumb. But before we get into any of that action, oh, Ben Simmons. Guys, this is... uh, I will admit, I feel dumb. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Brace beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. I got God. I, for some reason, believed we might see him in the series. Not was like, oh, we're definitely going to see Ben Simmons in the series. But for some reason, believed, you know what? I can, I can imagine Ben Simmons playing. And then we get the word, you know, they're down 0-3. They're, they're done, right? I don't even think we're going to get the the pride win to to avoid the sweep. We're not getting what the Nuggets did on Sunday. We're not getting that. I think um, what is this? T- tonight's game is going to be uh, just probably close in the first half. And I think the Celtics are just going to slaughter them. And you're going to have a lot of Celtics fans in the Barclays Center. And it's just going to be an ugly, ugly affair if you are a Nets fan or if you are... Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant or Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons will not play in game four after flirting. Oh, he was flirting with game four guys. And so Trey, uh, are you surprised by the news that Ben Simmons will not play in game four? Yeah. Um, but I guess I was more so from what I expected from him. I thought more so that he would play, um, because the ramp up the four on fours, all this other stuff. And then, to slowly like back out last minute was just like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? But I think it caught everyone off guard. So I don't think you should feel bad, Zach, because the I players better. thought he was going to play. I knew better, Trey. I don't know why I thought he was going to play in this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, but uh, but I think I think you're, you know, as we get older, we start to sympathize for people. We do. We like yeah, to give them chances. Bullshit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I... He, he's he's been he's been given a, a a rough a rough slate as far as uh you know how how the basketball community has received him sure um but has he been given sounds, a rough slate or did he give himself a rough slate? I think it's both. I don't. I think, I think it's I, a little bit of both. Yeah, I don't think he set him up set himself up for the best you know situations, but also like you look at like he's a three time All Star, he's All NBA def- or All Defense, like he's like he's really he's an accomplished player so far. Right in the little that he's played, like he's an accomplished player, but people just don't like him. <laughs> people just do not like him, and then this stuff doesn't help. And I think that's the thing, right there. You hit on it. If you like him, stop trying to make people like him. It right. is what it is. Yeah, it just is what they it just is. Don't they just don't like him? Yeah, and that is what it is, and it's unfortunate. But also coming back at a game four and a like deciding. You know, like this could end the series right here. There's a full sweep. Like, I don't yeah. think that he, he that's a lot of pressure in general for anyone. 
to come back and be like, all right, I'm going to give it. And then to get Reggie Miller out there. That's when you know it's bad. (laughs) The hashtag, the hashtag man up just drove me. Yeah, that had me crying laughing. <laughs> oh man, Jay. Let me ask. Hashtag so, man up. Because Brian Windhorse, uh, I believe, said on this morning on I don't know some ESPN show. I think Brian Windhorse said something to the effect of, "Now, like some Nets fans are, or Nets Nets players are like, what the hell, right? Like we thought we you, you were you were going to play, and now you're not playing. Something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing, but I'm curious: were the Celtics ever like preparing for Ben Simmons to show up in the series? Well, Ime Odoka was asked about it, and you said, not- sound like shit right now. <laughs> oh my god! I do. I have no voice. <laughs> Ime was asked about it. He said, "Not yet." And wow. basically, then he was asked about it again a couple of days later, and said, "Basically, I'm not convinced it's a problem for us. I coached him. I know him. These guys have played against him in playoff series. They, they know him." Like, it's not a big deal to prepare for Ben Simmons, basically. Are you okay? Uh, I, I am totally okay. I don't know what my voice thing is. This, this is a <laughs> what second What were you doing day last night, if you can up. answer that? I just went to dinner and went home okay. and watched games. This is the second straight day I've woken up with a voice like this. How many cigarettes have you smoked in the past 24 hours? I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, I got, I'm, it's full Doc Rivers. I was just watching Jose Alvarado, watching Herb Jones. <laughs> Sometimes you get excited watching yeah, those guys. Yeah, that's true. No, man, I was excited too. But, but the Ben Simmons thing, it's so weird because, like, Steve Nash honestly sounded like a man who thought Ben Simmons was not going to play. There were reports that he was going to play. I'm watching him before the game, and he's not shooting around. He's not – like, he's literally looking like an assistant coach passing the ball to Patty Mills, like, doing going through drills and, like, just mm-hmm. passing the ball to Patty Mills. And I mean, that's not, his warm-up. Did you, not did you going think he was going to shoot? Speed. <laughs> <laughs> not going nearly full speed, and it's just like, why is everyone acting like this guy's going to come back? Then he doesn't come back, and it just makes him look worse that the reports were out there that he was going to come back. If I'm Kevin Durant, I might look around that situation and be like, what am I doing here? Like, Kyrie Irving decided on his own to skip however many games because he wouldn't get the shot. Uh, The supporting cast stinks. The the third best player on the team just decided – this season that he wasn't going to play and then had back stuff once he got to Brooklyn, never played a second. And now, partially because of all that stuff, maybe mostly because of that stuff, Kevin Durant is looking awful in a playoff series against the Celtics. And the Celtics are able to load up on him like nobody has in years because they are not scared of Bruce Brown or Nick Claxton. If I'm Kevin Durant, I'm looking around Brooklyn and being like, man, this place needs a lot of changes. And You're- I think I think that's a part of the Ben Simmons uh, saga that is probably going to, like, cause effects 
elsewhere. Your voice is like escaping at the end of sentences. It it looks or it sounds like the equivalent. Remember when Blake Griffin tried to take off for a dunk it's, it's in game like three I'm, I'm and he just couldn't jump and he got fouled? That's, yeah, that's, yes. that's what your voice sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm basically like my voice is Blake Griffin, man. Like you're trying. It's you're putting in the, the effort. Like you're re- you've been ready to play. And your you're face like, yes, is I need all to get these right takes now. off. Yeah, I need to get these takes <laughs> off. But like you, you, the lift is not there. My, my voice comes to the press conference afterwards with like a sling on my shoulder like <laughs> back on your vocal cords like <laughs> Jesus. but my question is just who leaked that he was playing like th- this is the dumbest thing ever like when they're coming out they're saying hey he's targeting games four through six possibly to come back and things like that all of that is just dumb there was no reason to actually put that out there in public at any yeah. point you I was know, talking about that yesterday, Mo, real quick. I, I was talking about that yesterday with someone where I was like, just do the surprise, like, hey, yes. Ben Simmons playing tonight, right? Instead of like, hey, it might be this game, it might, it might be this game, like, you know, you, you'll never know, but this is what we're targeting. Like, it should have just been, if he was going to end up playing, like, just, hey, Ben Simmons, ready for game four tonight. Instead just, of like, he may be somewhere in four to six. All they had to do was say, we don't expect him to return this playoffs, but if he does, we'll be very happy about it. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all you need to say. You don't need to leak out any of this other stuff, build some sort of anticipation and other people talking about it. That's all everybody's going to talk about. It's all we're talking about at the start of the the podcast. That's everybody's ignoring the basketball side of it because it's like, yo, you told us you were going to play and now you haven't played all season. And by the way, it was a wild idea to think a dude who hasn't played basketball all season was going to jump into a playoff game. Oh, but I was really hoping that he would be like the only player of all time where consecutive games for him were season enders. That's just such a weird <laughs> stat. Like that's <laughs> that is a Zach Harper stat. Oh my god! If there I would have never stopped talking about it. I would have mentioned that, and not because of him, just because it's weird. It could be like Dante Cunningham with that stat, and I would I would be talking about it all the time. You would have brought it up in just a baseball conversation. Oh my god! Like, it yeah. Have like yeah, man. Like Shohei Otani's great, but like, did you know that Ben Simmons <laughs> played in consecutive elimination games? But it's just like they. It's it's really just dumb and like i don't know what they're when jay you're saying they gotta look around katie's gotta look around and see what the organization's doing he's gotta look at everything because this is just bad optically like this whole like concept that they were putting in there like hey he might come play and then for him to kind of well, with no i don't action, think it was the nets putting that out there i'll, I'll say that well whoever is doing it if it's yeah, his when, own when team steve, doing it when steve nash is asked about is he gonna play in game three and steve nash laughs before he answers like i think that's pretty obvious <laughs> But yeah, you, Steve Nash the whole time was like, "Yeah, I don't think he's close to ready, guys." Let's basically. stop. Let's stop doing that with Nash because he said a lot of things weren't going to happen, and then he, like within twenty minutes, happened. He laughed. Like, he you know? laughed. He didn't laugh. He's like, "Oh, we're not trading James Harden." Oh, like, we're going like, to start. Oh, we're not- <laughs> he laughed at the question. <laughs> we're going to dissect all it, of these. <laughs> I think it's actually the right decision to have him sit Game Four. Yes, there, there's nothing good that was going to come from dropping Ben Simmons into this playoff series. Like, either he plays well, which is fine because he's Ben Simmons. Like, he's really talented. He's, he's he's very good at basketball. Or he doesn't play well. They lose. He gets hurt again. Like, tweaks the back. Like, why even put him through that? And, and that's why all the reports were weird. Because Jay- there was always a chance that this scenario was going to happen. And it was the the right choice to sit him and, and just move on. Like, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, like, they sounded after game three like they knew this year, season is 
pretty close to the end and like your voice and to me like this this is the nets are in a very interesting situation because i think steve nash i think there's certainly a chance that they decide to move on from him right after a weird season and i don't know if that's the right choice i really honestly don't know if he's a good coach because he had them playing beautiful basketball when they were healthy last season this season was an epic mess in every way um and and now like i just i just don't know um what they're going to do next but also if joe harris comes back and ben simmons comes back like they could be really freaking good next year yeah i mean i think that's the the thing with the series is like i do wonder how much changes if uh if they end up winning game one right if they if the celtics don't execute that does that change the mentality for for the nets or were the nets always just going to kick their ass in the next couple of games because they had figured out hey we can guard kevin durant this way and Kyrie's not going to do that again and seth curry can't move right like he's like his ankle he still can't move and all right like they may dust off blake griffin but we feel pretty good about you know the blake griffin andre drummond combo yeah i mean i i think the the celtics had more answers in this series the the way they were going to lose is if kevin durant and kyrie irving went bonkers and with the job they've done against durant like it's just going to be really tough for the nets to win a series when durant is struggling and the mm-hmm. their supporting cast is like bruce brown and nick claxton like and the celtics have known that like bruce brown had 26 in game three bruce brown never had 26 in his life i'm sure but the celtics are cool with that they're like as long as we stop kd and kyrie the rest like just not gonna beat us and that's partly because the nets defense is no good they just have (laughs) no good defenders the celtics are much bigger Ime odoka just has tons of different options he can go to defensively and the Nets have to either have Claxton or Durant guarding someone. Well, yeah. Or well, and, it's and just Tatum, a tiny dude it, guarding it, the dude. It could be the simple fact of, like, Tatum is just kicking Durant's ass. Like, he's just destroying him. Yeah, but it's not a fair fight. You know what I mean? Like, I, It's it, fucking it, Kevin Durant! It's, agreed, but it's not a fair fight because the options around Durant are just non-existent his and options so the Celtics- last year were blake griffin jeff green bruce brown and joe but, harris who didn't want to shoot but jay it's not but, it's not like it, it, he's taking him he's defending him one-on-one he's doing actually a great job defending him one-on-one on those things like you're it's yeah they're, they're loaded up for for help so he knows like okay i can't go here i can't go there but tatum's like just all over him tatum's been unbelievable he's he's holding he's holding the post he's he's not holding the post position tatum's trying able to circle around on a couple different occasions and poke the ball away free on post-ups and things like that like i i'm with you on he doesn't have the same amount of help that tatum does but at the same time i don't want to take anything away from tatum's defense he's been all over him defensively one-on-one staying with him on drives contesting the mid-range shots and everything like that i'm gonna do the sports radio thing even uh though it's a podcast and say jason tatum's been the best player in the nba this playoffs that's right through through a week and a half and maybe two weeks best player in the nba for that kind of stretch there there's your audiogram jade how about that (laughs) leave all this in the audiogram too we're gaming the system Jason That's Tatum, fair. best player in the NBA right now during these three games. I don't think it's debatable. That's a there. There's a qual, qualifier for you, huh? That's how you yeah, couch the, something. The defensive job he's done has just been special, and 
Like, he yeah, had Giannis six steals in game good. three. I, feel, I already regret this. Giannis has been really good. He's blocked Durant twice. Embiid and then good. on top of that, he's doing more and doing it more efficiently than Durant. Stop Offensive. has been amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I Tatum, Tatum's in the conversation. He is in which, the conversation. Which I is really important in the for conversation. the Celtics. Yeah. Really important for the yeah, Celtics. Zach's favorite conversation. Oh, I love the MVP conversation. Playoff MVP. We should have a playoff MVP, not just a finals MVP. It's like the NCAA I like tournament. That yeah, absolutely. Those <laughs> losers can do team. it. We can steal it. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want an all playoff team. I think that. Nah, get out of here. I, don't like that. <laughs> I, uh, I do kind of just so people would get outraged about it. Oh, just for the outrage of it? Yeah, for the outrage of it. I'm, I'm in. I'm in for like sure. Like talking about the snub of like why Draymond Green didn't make the all all playoff team. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm here for yeah, it. Now I'm in. All right, now I'm in. Uh, Philadelphia is going to be a team that maybe the, the Boston Celtics have to face in the conference finals. We'll see how that all shakes out. But Joel Embiid has a ligament injury for his his right thumb, on the thumb on his shooting hand. And you could see it was bothering him in, in game four when they lose to Toronto. Um, they go back to Philly and will maybe close out in, in Philly. Uh, but if Joel Embiid isn't 100% Trey, like how how do you go about like being the Sixers because the Sixers in the first three games, it was Joel Embiid's too big for everybody. He's just too big. He's too good. He's too strong. And now if you can like slap down on his hand when he's, you know, when he's got the ball or if you can, you know, if he can't find the shooting touch because his thumb is, is hurting. Are the Sixers vulnerable or is that just a random game? No, I do think that as time goes and the more pressure that's put on him and, and expected him, you know what I mean? Like it just depends on the strength of the teams that they're facing. Um, but in this particular moment, I think he'll be fine against the Raptors and make it out of the air. But those next series, you know, he's going to be constantly be tested because you're going to expect him to do a little bit more. And, you know, he grimaces when he catches the ball, mm -hmm. you know, the effort that he's putting out there, he's trying his best, but it's going to start, affecting him even more and the more he opts out of likely getting surgery the, the worse it's going to get um so i mean he's just going to do what he can do best you know what i mean like and i think this team is you know if they're relying on james harden which i don't i don't know which james harden you're going to get you know what i mean but i this would be the time to look at him to, to step up because you don't want to overexert Embiid and expect him to make all the you know all the plays with that hand you know what right. i mean you want to take some pressure off that hand as much as possible so it should be interesting but i do think that you know with the injuries in toronto you know with fred van vliet now being out for game five um and, and so on it, it i don't i don't i don't think they really have a shot at um extending this and you know that maybe give him a little bit time to rest until the next series finishes up yeah mo i i I don't know. We've we've joked about it a little bit. If anybody was gonna blow an O three series, <laughs> the just the perfect storm of like it's James Harden, it's Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid has a thumb injury on his shooting hand. Like if I think Hollinger tweeted that it would break the internet. It would like, it, it, like, actually break the internet. Yeah, we've always done that. Oh, this is this would break that. This would actually like melt down the servers yeah. and everything. <laughs> like I I don't think it's gonna happen. Obviously, but if but there's still like. 
I'm all here's the thing. When it gets to 3-0 or 3-1, I'm always like, end this shit. Like, let's let's move on. You've wasted our time. Like, Nets Celtics, Celtics, end this shit in game four. They've wasted our time. The Nets have wasted our time. Like, I want all those series to end once we get it. Yeah, occasionally we'll get a Warriors comeback against the Thunder or Cavs come back against the Warriors. Like, when it gets to the later round, sure, I'm in. First round, no, get that shit out of here. I'm done with it. But <laughs> for some reason may, and maybe it's just because like i think sixers fans would be hilarious in this moment like there are not many fan bases i think like i don't think Bo- like boston would not be a fun fan base for to go through this right uh well the knicks would be but they'll never be in that situation uh like the lakers it would be a fun fan base to watch go through that i i think the i think the sixers fan base like that is just a that's a crazy fan base and so i do find it like the idea of it where i'm like all right, Sixers, maybe don't end this stuff. If, but if you're going to don't like go and then win in game in six, right? Like right. you've either got to close it out tonight in five or you've got to lose in seven. That should be the rule. Yes. They should just audit or, or not even lose in seven. It's just, okay, if the Raptors win tonight, forget game six. We're going straight to game seven. We go seven. straight to game seven. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now we, a- this one's worth two for the, for the Raptors tonight. Because I just think, honestly, it's, if it just gets to game seven, we're going to get that, Zach. The, the lead up to game seven, we're going to get that whole meltdown stuff and everything with it. But oh, we'd have of, to do like a live watch along if it got to game seven. Ooh, like we would have to, right? Yes, must, must. Um, but I think the ultimate thing is, I wonder when they made the trade, if if somebody just kind of looked around and then realized later going like, wait a minute. Are we crossing the streams? Like, Did we just, <laughs> did we just wait a minute. Looking at Doc going like his playoff record. We crossed okay. the street. And then looking at James going like in his history and his injury, his like I love it. I love the idea that like Daryl Morey never put it together and then he's just in the practice facility one day. He's like and just looks slowly and sees James <laughs> yes, and sees yeah. Doc and like Joel's like kind of just like flexing his hand a little bit. He's like, oh no. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I've unleashed <laughs> Like it's just the way I look at it. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't. No. Th- I, I I think they're they're gonna come out strong. I mean, Embiid clapping at the refs after Game Four was pretty funny to me. Um, I think the the he's gonna come out with kind of an vengeance tonight. And Toronto just you don't really have anybody that can guard him. No, but they didn't have anybody who could guard him in game four and it worked out you know yeah, it just depends that, on like it depends on the calls it is going to yeah. depend on the calls because his thumb is hurt and normally he like he's too skilled and too big and he and he showed he showed that in like the first first three he's just shooing away these like defensive helpers and everything right like he he showed that in 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 game two and three like he was just he was a monster but he can't shoot and if it does if, i mean as trey said like he's wincing when he catches the ball right like just the idea of the process of catching a basketball is hurting him never and he sign. deals with so much contact yeah i mean if you're he's if you're a raptors player, all the time look he's doing, a, the, doing the rip through yeah like everything puts pressure on his thumb you have to slap down right like it's sound it's dirty yeah. but you have to slap down if you're if you're a raptors help defender like that's yeah, just yeah. how that shit works and he's got he's got guards coming over swiping at him all the time yeah and you have to if you don't you're like if fred van vliet doesn't do that <laughs> then the raptors are screwed you know yeah. 
Absolutely. It's not a, it's Van, not a dirty well, play. It's well, just, Van, Van Vliet's not going to play, so it'd have to be Malachi Flynn, too. San Diego State's finest, there, baby. There you go. <laughs> go give Malachi, go give Malachi the keys. Malachi's going to get like a, a metal glove and just like slap down. Just He's got to do it. He's got to have some kind of weapon on him. I respect him for this because he's going to be in a lot of pain, man. Mm-hmm. That is going to be extremely, extremely yeah. painful. And you can't really shoot it up, right? Because you can't numb his thumb. He's no, just going to, he I mean, he even said he's just got to, yeah, he's just got to deal with it. Like, yeah, that's going to, that's going to be big the rest of the playoffs. And, and the worst part is it's rest doesn't help, right? It's surgery no. at the end of the yeah. year. Like, that's the only thing that fixes this. So it's not right. a, uh, it's not like, hey, great you beat the raptors you have a few days rest you'll start to feel better it's like no like next series it's miami good luck yeah good luck with that um speaking of miami they're on the verge of uh of taking this one uh in five they just destroyed the hawks in game four um after dropping game three in atlanta they're up three one the bucks are up three one uh, we lost Chris Middleton with this uh, MCL sprain for, I don't know, it's either going to be a couple of weeks or maybe a month and a half. Like, we'll see what that ends up being. But um, after losing Chris Middleton in game two and the Bulls went and won in Milwaukee, the Bucks just embarrassed them in the next two games in Chicago. <laughs> like, it was, uh, I mean, it was to the point where, like, I think we, we may even talk like, about oh, this. Oh yeah, mo. it's the playoffs again, guys. Yeah, it was like, well, yeah, it was like, it was like, oh no, no, Chris Middleton. You know, the Bulls just won, and now I'm like, oh god, like <laughs> this is not, this is not going to be a series. So, um, do you think that, do you think that the the Hawks or the Bulls can have one last last like gasp of breath here before they're eliminated? Nope. <laughs> like it's over, no, right? Yeah. There's nothing to say. I mean, the the, the Hawks should have been eliminated in four. Like, yeah. just Game some four real, was, oh my God. Real bad crunch time offense from the Miami Heat. Poor sh- decision making. And then the end of gameplay, which I still don't understand why we keep going to Jimmy Butler. At Those the end were two of, of the worst jumper attempts I've ever seen out of anybody. Ridiculous. Oh my and, God. And then the transition defense to give Trey Young a wide open lane, Gabe yeah. Vincent stunting at him to rotate back to checks notes. No one. And it's like, come on. Oh, no, that's not fair. Kevin Herter just passed half court. Oh, okay. At that okay. time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And by the way, <laughs> we all knew Trey Young wasn't passing the ball. It could have been all five guys on him. He was still shooting. It doesn't matter. So it's just like this game should have been, it should have been a sweep. We shouldn't have had to even worry about this game. Yeah. Um, Trey, you are a resident Bulls fan. Uh, how do you feel right now about this? I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> you never, I, like, I, I, I mean, to, to your credit, you never <laughs> pretended that the Bulls were going to win this series or anything. You were just no. happy they were here. And, and apparently no. they are too because they're getting their ass kicked at home. I don't feel good. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some slow singing and some flower bringing, man. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't even. I think Cancun played out. We're going to have to pick a new resort. Yeah, let's it's go to Tulum. It hurts that Grayson Allen's doing it to you. It's it's one two three player Del Carmen or something. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, it being Grayson Allen's messed up. That can't be not especially after what he did to Caruso. Like uh, that's that's messed up by by the basketball yeah, gods. That's that is a, a it, cruel, cruel, cruel decision by the yeah, basketball gods. Yeah, yeah, it is it is not enjoyable Mm-mm. to watch. Um, I like I said, I was glad that uh, 
you know, they didn't get swept and that DeMar was able to come back and have that good game. But yeah. I wasn't thinking about much. Like, it was inconsistent throughout the whole year. And, you know, Bulls fans could say, if Lonzo was here, it'd be better. It reminds me of the series when Rondo got hurt against the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't I don't want to bank on those type of things, but um, good season I guess. Yeah, no, it's a step forward, right? Yeah, solid you six know? seed. Yeah, solid six seed. They I mean, I mean of, they couldn't even make the playing tournament last year. That's a that's a good step forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So pat on the back Bo- to that playoff um, core. Yeah, I think Bulls fans are <laughs> extremely frustrated with the Zach Levine commercials. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a, that's bad timing, right? Like, good for him on cashing out, but that's bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is it is it's just a lot going on so you know kudos to the bulls and hopefully they can kind of patch up and continue to make strides man yeah. like but i think we should focus our energy on like the pelicans or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> by, by the way just a, just a quick note to to the bulls front office do not pay Vucevic. it's a bad it's a bad idea no it's i was gonna say don't do do not give zach levine 200 well don't give him 200 and don't give Vucevic an extension it's not a good go move him for a better center. So so basically what you're saying is they never should have done this in the first place. No, 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 because because they got Vooch, that helped them get DeRozan. Like I do think at some point you have to just win, right? And they won this year. They got like they they traded for Vooch last year and they couldn't be a playing tournament team after. They were a six seed to be fair. Yeah. I like, mean, it sounds like they won big. But it's also, like, no, no, but like after not being a playing tournament team, you go to the sixth seed in this Eastern Conference. Like this Eastern Conference is fucking good. And yeah, it's probably because the Nets, you know, because Kyrie wouldn't get a shot and Ben Simmons wouldn't play. But still, like that's that's a that's actual progress. But now, I think the, I, the whole the, the whole thing everyone said about the Bulls when they first got put together was they're going to be pretty good, but just not good enough. Yeah, what happened? They're pretty I mean, good, but just not good enough. But I'm I mean, saying. but part of it too is one of their key guys in Lonzo Ball on that defense that really had them start and yeah, out he's really huge well. For them. He hadn't played since January fourth. Like it's not. I mean, it, it's it's. Look, I don't man. think they would have been a championship team. I don't think they would have been anything better. You, you know, maybe they would just still fall to six and things like that. But this is also wasn't the team that they had envisioned in the team that we saw early in the season. Yeah. And early in the season, they were great. And they like, they just needed Caruso and Lonzo both healthy guys. Cause those were the guys that spiced things up for them. Guys, you could get to the playoffs and give them Gary Payton and Gary Payton. The second you're not defending with Vucevic, DeRozan and Levine out there for 40 minutes each. Not against Grayson Allen. Right, <laughs> well, Grayson Allen doesn't let's go off. <laughs> We've said his name way too much on this podcast. Uh, go to the Western Conference last night. Oh, my goodness. You know, the game three looked better for the Suns with no Devin Booker. He's still he's still out with this, uh, this hamstring injury, and who knows when he'll be back. But uh, Brandon Ingram was fantastic for the Pelicans. Jose Alvarado got under the skin of Chris Paul. Herb Jones was everywhere last night. Valanciunas was matching uh, DeAndre Ayton, and you have a uh, you have a Pelicans team that I'm not I'm not counting them out in this series. Like this legit, I think the Suns win it, but I like you tell me, hey, I've, I'm back from the future from four days from now, and the Pelicans won the series. I'm not going to be like, what the fuck? How did that happen? Like this Pelicans team is good. I love this Pelicans team. They're so fun. Fun. They are so much fun. And I love that Alvarado and Herb Jones just transformed a basketball team. 
like like they that that organization for a while has been like a disjointed bunch of non-defending dudes and all of a sudden two rookies come in and obviously cj is a huge deal like cj transformed them too but two rookies come in herb jones is ready to guard anybody immediately anybody great help defender great on ball defender Mm -hmm. like just an immense defender and alvarado comes in nobody expects anything out of him he's sneaking around he's getting up in people's faces he's giving these press conferences where he's at the same time like super happy just to be there but also super competitive ready to rip your heart out and and they are so enjoyable because they are everywhere and and the 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 heart they play with the competitiveness they play with Herb Jones, like, refusing to take Chris Paul's hand to get up. Like, that shit, I, I just love this Pelicans team. I I didn't expect to love this Pelicans team. I thought this Pelicans team was just going to be a, another Pelicans team. But salute to Herb Jones. Salute to Jose Alvarado. I love these dudes. Yeah, they're they're more fun than any Anthony Davis Pelicans team I can remember. Maybe that's recency bias, but I never liked those Anthony Davis Pelican teams. I just always felt like eh, they have no chance. And this team that, may have no they chance. They had that one team that, that kicked <laughs> the crap out of the Blazers. That was really good. Yeah, that well, was yeah, pretty, Drew Holiday was, was just like, you guys are done. I don't want to. I'm not going to allow CJ McCollum to score. I'm not going to allow Damian Lillard to score. Like, you guys are done. And then, yeah, that okay, that team was a, was a little fun. Um, but this team, I'm just, I'm all in. Like, Willie Green has done a fantastic job. I know Ime Udoka is getting a lot of, like, the rookie head coach love and he should obviously he's he turned that season around but willie green turned this pelican season around too again they were one and 12 three three and 16 mo and like look at them now like this team is it's, competitive and good and annoying if you're I an mean, opponent it's it's amazing right because completely dismissed them when they were three and 16 you know like oh okay they're just going to be a lottery team. We'll see what it looks like when they get, you know, a top three pick or something like that and everything that goes with it. And then they just completely turn this thing around. It's amazing. But I knew I was worried about Phoenix when there was that little, I think it was like midway through the third quarter when Chris Paul was getting into it with Herb Jones and then Brandon Ingram's chiming in. And then later in the game, you have Alvarado getting into it with Crowder. I was like, Oh, they're in Phoenix's head. Like, mm-hmm. that was the thing that was more impressive. I'm like, you're the veteran team. Like, why are you easily falling for this? And uh, the very next play after Crowder gets into it with Alvarado in the backcourt, he turns the ball over. Herb Jones gets a steal and dunk. And you yeah. can't. And by the way, is it a rule we have to constantly say Herb Jones? We Like, I find myself every time I mention him, him I say his full name. I can't find Nobody my Nobody would know if you said just Herbert Jones. Jones? Even if you were talking he doesn't about ha- he, he doesn't, Jones, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have a nickname yet, but I'm yeah. going to have to talk to CJ McCollum about that. You, Let's, we got to change that. Yeah, we got to get something, right? Because Herb is a little wild already. I don't even like saying Herb think, all out. Yeah, I think of Herb Williams and like, it's, it's not... He's not. I'm thinking Williams. of a. I'm thinking think of a 1990, a 1993 guard. From, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think like that. I want him to have a. a, a you yeah. know, we might have to go. You know, uh, HJ or something. I no, don't know. We don't. No, 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 What's that? I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna text it. I'll put it. Yeah, please text. Please text it to me. Oh man, thank you. I don't know. I don't even know. Okay, Jay. Now you found your audiogram. (laughs) You gotta check the check the group chat. Yeah, the the Skype chat right there. That's what. (laughs) 
Oh, man. So he does have a good nickname on basketball reps. I actually like this. I've so, never used that. Yeah. <laughs> I've well, never I, used I, that I as that. I just say it all the way out. But, okay. Cool. Um, I, needed, yeah. I needed that morning laugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Herb Jones has a great nickname on basketball reps, actually. Straight Jacket. I'm all here for calling him Straight Jacket. I hate most nicknames with, now, but I I'm like with that. I'm with that. I'm yeah. never calling him Herb Jones yeah, again. Straight, straight jacket. jacket. 100%. Shout out to Straight Jacket. Not HJ. <laughs> I mean, you uh, could you could get a thought, you could I thought, get a I thought, lot I, thought of, I, I, I thought I was about to get canceled. No, no, I was scared. No, 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 no. I was like, damn, man. So I saw Elon's buying Twitter, and now I'm about to get canceled. I saw this. I saw this these shirts in the crowd last night, where it's like a picture of. It's like a cartoon picture of of Zion flexing, and it says "Hefty Hooper" on it. And I'm like, "Yo, what bootleg shirt is this?" I'm like, "They sell these in the store, like in the team store on NBA.com, like <laughs> Hefty Hooper." And so now I'm thinking maybe you get like a picture of Herb Jones, and it says like HJ gets the job done sometimes. Like I don't know, you know, it's maybe that's too much. Wow. Let's just go no, straight. That, you went too far. You went too far. Let's, you went too far. But Willie Green, Willie Green is a stud, man. That dude started Jackson Hayes at the four, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Like, he well, started was Jackson a Hayes at the four, and, and he. And I remember it, texting yeah. the group the first time I saw that lineup. Yeah. I remember texting the group chat, being like, "Jackson fucking Hayes and Jonas Valanciunas <laughs> together? What the hell are they doing over there?" And then, and then sure enough, yeah. Like, they, oh, Will, Willie's good, man. Willie's a good, good coach. I mean, just the the wired segments alone. Are worth it like yeah. he's he's yeah. got these guys rolling like the playing Listen. tournament and and you got to fight whole thing and then the other one was like keep your head up guys we got this look at the advantage of matching up with your former team yeah yeah They're, you know them to a t mm-hmm. you know them to a t it's just your players have to buy in like Eme spent all his time with kevin durant and you know uh those guys during team usa and then also being on the staff um with the brooklyn nets Knows him. Same thing with Willie Green. Been with Book. Been with those other dudes before he's taking a job. He knows what needs to be done. Yeah. And then if your team buys in, it's like, come on, man. It's like mm-hmm. inside trading. Yeah, absolutely. Your team just have to deliver. Well, that's Trey- a great, that's a oh, great point, Trey. Just because, like, when I was with, with the Clippers, like, Willie and CP were extremely tight. Like, that was the guy. They were always with each other hanging out. And now you, that's such a great point, Trey. Yeah, well, so I'm wondering because we are very high on the Pelicans here and, and enjoying this this little run. Are we being too dismissive of what the Suns could end up doing in the next two games? Yes. Yeah. Very. Still, very. I, I, still, very I good, still. Right? Yeah. I still think we that the Suns are the still good. While they're still around. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you you definitely have to. You know, obviously everybody like loves a great story. You got Jose. You got. You know, I just talked about straight jacket. Yeah. No more HJ. Um, <laughs> so you're lucky, yeah. you know, you know, you got you got those feel good stories from there. But um, you know, the the Suns are still the Suns. You know, even without De- Devin Booker, and you know, you have to kind of keep that in mind. I know Jay, Jay Crowder's been really bad for them this series. Yeah, and um, you know, they're just trying to continue to dig and find something. And if you think about, if you look at most of the the wins that the Pelicans had against this team, is uh, Chris Paul not having great scoring nights. And if you can kind of keep putting pressure on that, I think that they have a chance to win. Herbert Jones' middle name is Keyshawn. If he had gone by Keyshawn Jones, he would have been a top 10 pick. 
KJ would have been a awesome. football player. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. let's well, just, uh, wait, just one more thing. Yeah. I just want everybody to understand. Chris Paul has a 12 to 1 assist to turnover ratio in this series. He also, also, he also had four points last game. Yeah, I mean, no, but I'm not. I mean, he had a really bad game. Yeah. But he was also phenomenal at the end of game three. He's actually. Oh, for sure. Oh, no. He was he, a, he I was mean, an like, evil scientist. We're, yeah. we're, we, we love this, but we might be going a bit too far in it. No, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. I'll be wrong. Pelicans in six. <laughs> All right. Um, the Grizzlies Wolves roller coaster. I mean, my God. The Wolves blew two different 25 point leads in one in each half in game three. And then they come back and the Grizzlies, I mean, Taylor Jenkins comments calling the referee arrogant in, after game four because he went as hard as I've seen it. Yeah. Go. Like, I mean, that's. 25, 25,000, your starting lineup. 25. Like, that is, that's in, incredible. And Carl Anthony Towns, you know, he got killed after game three. He comes back, he answers the bell in, in game four. Um, I still think it's Grizzlies in six in this one. I think the Grizzlies come back and win these next two games. But, um, but the Wolves have fought, and the Grizzlies are showing their youth quite a bit, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, I, I just think. As as well as they've played this season, as as much as they did, and as worthy as they were of all the praise they got from John Morant down, it's they haven't had playoff success, and every team goes through struggles in the playoffs, and and I don't think they're going to lose to the Timberwolves, um, but these tests will end up helping them down the line, and. You got You got to deal with it. You gotta. You gotta lose games like that where everyone's fouling and Carl Towns is going crazy, and so I, I, I'm not worried about the Grizzlies yet. But but this has been this has been a fun series, like yeah, a it's wild been a lot of series fun. too. Yeah. Like just a crazy freaking series. Even even when you think you're gonna blow out, like then <laughs> then the Grizzlies come flying back Twice. from like. Twice, 50, twice I thought that to, game was over. Twice I was like, oh, I should, probably, I should probably change the channel and like find something else to watch. So th- this is this has probably been my favorite first round series. And not just because of the chicken protesters. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, Yo, shout that out to Pierre. Guard. Shout out to Pierre, the security guard, man. Oh my god. What a quick first step he has. Do the Vikings need help on the defensive line? Like Vikings, Vikings always need help everywhere. Okay, well, they yeah. might want to give him a call. That was impressive. <laughs> he was all over it. But, yeah. I mean, my one thing with the the rant that Taylor Jenkins had, are we going to say that these guys don't foul nonstop? Like, that's what I know of Dylan Brooks. That's my complaint about Jaron Jackson Jr. even before this series. Is, sure. Yo, he could be a great defensive defensive player, but he's got to be on the floor. He just keeps fouling everybody. Like, And it's not like, Minnesota doesn't have a bunch of idiots fouling. I mean, look at all the fouls that I think, I think that's, has. Right, but I think that's their I think that was Taylor Jenkins' issue. One, like I think he thought they were getting called for too many fouls, but two, I think his thing was like, where is it on the other side? And I don't even know if he's accurate in that game, right? Like I wasn't keeping track of like how many missed calls. I keeping track of foul trouble. And I think he's saying, if we're doing this, well, they're playing the same way. Why aren't I think that was probably more of his point. I don't know. Or maybe he was just mad and wanted to say they were get- arrogant. I also get worried when a coach starts re- reverting to that. It's like, are you out of answers? 
No, but like, isn't that smart? I mean, fuck, Phil Jackson used to do it before the yeah, series started. It doesn't work anymore, though. It doesn't work anymore like it used to, right? Because Phil, Phil used to. I think sometimes guys are just mad, though. Yeah, they're you know, pissed. I, I felt like he was just heated. He he just wanted to say that because he was heated. <laughs> there wasn't like <laughs> yeah. some huge strategy thing could for he have Taylor had- Jenkins. He just wanted the rest to know they were arrogant. <laughs> I wish he could. I wish he could. I wish he could have ended it with a take that for data rant at the end. Like do his just just lean into Memphis. Keep doing it. He's not trying to get fired, Mo. He's trying to get the team. To the well, next we round. all know the deal with Coach of the Year. When you win Coach of the Year, Zach, you're in trouble. You know you're on the hot seat. Uh, all right. Speaking of hot seat, uh, Denver avoided being eliminated from the hot seat. I don't know. That didn't really work as a transition. Wow. But the Denver Nuggets did have a little bit of pride, uh, which is annoying because, again, once you're down 3-0, just give up. Just give up. Just end <laughs> the series. Some of us are trying to have a night every once in a while during the week. Um, the uh, the Nuggets did have an incredible game from Jokic once again. Aaron Gordon actually showed up, which is a, a surprise. Uh, Monty Morris was was fantastic. And, he, and the Warriors were good, right? Like, Jordan Poole had a down game, but, like, everyone else was, like, really good. In no, that Steph game. was bad at the start. Well, Steph was bad at the start, but he got it going. Um, yeah. He he did miss four free throws, which was odd. I, didn't, I think that was a career high for him. Um, but Draymond, like, like there's your there's your strategy moving forward. I'm not saying it's easy to do, but just get Draymond off the floor if you're the opponent. He was plus 18 last night. They lost by five. Plus 18. <laughs> like, he's so yeah. damn good. It's and crazy. Especially with, with the way they want to play down the stretch going three smalls or the the three guards with pool clay and steph yeah you need draymond there to keep that together if if he's in foul trouble if he's out of the game and you got Otto porter in there with andrew wiggins it just ain't gonna work because you're not gonna be able to stop anybody especially not against Jokic. and and draymond's so important offensively too that's oh, yeah. the other piece of it yo yo jay i got a stat for you since you brought that up because i was just messing around last night on looking up stats when draymond's off the floor, their offensive rating is 99.3. When he's on the floor, their offensive rating is 134.4. Now, you want offense to be more, correct? Just to clear it up for all the listeners at home, you want more offense, right? Yeah. That's that's pretty good. (laughs) A 35.1 swing. Like, I mean, I knew he was important on offense, and, and, and I understand everything about it and its value to it. 35 point difference is wild to me. Do they yeah. do they look like but contenders he, you got like I mean actual like should be in the should be the favorites for a title contender or is that an overreaction to the series? They're up there because Jordan Poole's ascendance it turns their offense just spooky. That that group with with him, Steph and Clay, if they can defend and I'm not sure they'll be able to defend against a a better team but if they can defend and get stops with that group even at a reasonable level they're going to score a ton of basketball points with those three guys on the court and with Draymond out there facilitating everything for those guys making things easy so yeah I'm 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 absolutely ready to call them contenders but uh, but other than like like Phoenix if they get healthy are there any other like great offensive teams to worry about Zach, they're going to the finals if Phoenix isn't healthy. Like, that's my view. Of yeah, it. I it's, think so, too. I, 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 Although, I want to see them against Memphis in the round, too. That would be fun. Yeah, but we're watching Memphis struggle with Minnesota right now. It's going to be fun to watch, but I... I also wonder how much of that is one just, like, that's the first time Memphis has expectations, right? And so, like, you got to get that one under your belt. And then it might be just playing to the level of your competition. 
because they're playing some very Wolves-esque ball, right? I know they have similar styles, but I don't think they usually get this many dumb mistakes. I think you can kind of be tricked into that style of play, whether it's like if you now are at the adults table, you have to have adult conversations, right? You think Draymond can't draw fouls on trick Jaron Jackson Jr. into fouls? No, I mean, of course, no, of course I mean, he can't. Or Dylan but like, Brooks, but like, but also I, like you can't fuck around with the Warriors like you fuck around with the Wolves. Like you just can't. It forces you to grow up. Like when you're like if you were growing up playing basketball and all of a sudden like you're playing with older people and and now you've got to like guard like someone who's much better than you. You don't get to mess around. Like you have to if, actually play. If the Grizzlies who have had this current Grizzlies iteration had no real playoff success, as Jay was saying at the beginning of this, is fucking around in this series and, and has that arrogance. It's not the ref's arrogance. Taylor Jenkins needs to be worried about that. It's his own team. Because- right, but you're also assuming that they have an incapability of learning and adapting in those times. Like, okay, we figured this one out. Game one, the Warriors destroy us. Oh, shit, maybe we should play different. I I... I, I'm gonna have a hard time seeing it with. I just don't. I think they can be. It'll be a fun series. I think it'll be exciting. I don't think they'll the the Warriors if they're playing at this level. I'm not too worried about it. We've seen the problems with Memphis, right? Only real one playmaker and creator in um, John Morant. Like after that, it really struggles off uh, on the on the offensive end. I feel like the Warriors. I trust more more likely to be able to figure them out before the Grizzlies would figure out the Warriors. If I told you. Um, before Saturday, if I told you, hey guys, I'm back from the future. Utah is going to win this game today on a Donovan okay, Mitchell to Biff. Rudy Gobert lob dunk. That's going to be the, the game winner. Would you guys have thought like, I can't believe this or Zach's drunk? <laughs> like, what would you have thought? Like, <laughs> if I could, can, can, even can, if I could have proven to I, you that I was back from the future. I would have called the police. <laughs> I would have thought both, but uh, <laughs> that's the weird. This is the weirdest series. Like Luca yeah. comes back, it completely ruins their offensive flow, and he was good, but it they completely the wrong stuff. I felt like, yeah, yeah, I agree. They just kept attacking like Rudy and traditional pick and rolls. Why not spread Rudy out just like you did when you were just toasting the Jazz in previous games? Why not get him in the corner again? And run a pick and roll at at two guards, like with Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic. I, I I don't understand their offensive execution late in that game, and Ru- Luka was was great enough that he hit some shots, like he did some things. But I just felt like they really let the Jazz off the hook after finding out what worked against the Jazz. Yeah, they let them off the hook and made it easier on Utah down the stretch of that game four. Hey, Utah didn't have to make an adjustment. Their biggest adjustment was Luca came back and they stopped. They stopped coming at us the, the way that was killing us. Yeah, y- you know it's it's. I mean, you're right on with that, Jay. And it's it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out now because getting a chance to look at the film, maybe kids going to be able to look at it going like, all right, we got to get back to what got us here. Yeah, I Trey, I wonder like if you're Jalen Brunson, how frustrated are you at that game four because you're killing for three games and now Luca's back and obviously there's a hierarchy there, but it it, it doesn't look anything like the first three games. Uh, I mean, I think he knows what he signed up for. I mean, I think those other games was just auditioning for other teams. Yeah, you know what I mean to like, hey, you know what I mean like hey, and now that man his money. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just at the just just go ahead and <laughs> get him. Go 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 trade My for him and, 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 and basically do what you're gonna do. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was even something that just came out today, which was random. Was like uh, the Mavericks were looking to move Brunson for uh, Halliburton in the draft at one point in time, and I was just like, why is this coming out now? Yeah. But cool. Whatever. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, it's a good luxury for Dallas right now. It's a good problem to have. You know, because you still, if Luca happens to, you know, set back, then you got that emergency break glass with Brunson. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think everybody kind of knows that he can play. And like now it's kind of like, let's listen to the best offer in offseason. Yeah, he. I think Tim McMahon reported that he or the, the Mavericks passed on a $55 million extension. Well, he's going to double that. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna get ex- double. Like that's that's crazy. That's, because that, that, I mean, that hurts. That's what that, you look yeah. at later. You're just like, damn. I mean, they got like, look, they got Dinwiddie for another year at least, right? I can't remember what that contract. Maybe two years. So like, it, you know, you have you'll still have depth, but man, it's not gonna be the same. That would have been like him at four years, fifty five million. I'm assuming that's what that was. Four years, like, yeah, damn. that's. That's a steal. Yeah, man. That's, that's you know, the, the Knicks are going to be like, whatever you want. What's the, you, what, like, what can we you, do? Whatever you want. We'll make it work. We'll figure it out. Who's the next guy the Mavs are going to be like, well, we can't let this guy go because of Brunson and then overpay massively for him. <laughs> like, I mean, that's look, going to be the reaction look, to it. Look, you're going right? to have to. It's it's super maxi Claver. You know, you got to give yeah, him the max right. contract coming up. So there it is. Uh, who do you guys, you guys still think Mavericks win this series? Do the yeah. Jazz do anything to to prove it to you? Hey, fuck the talk. Oh my god, your team <laughs> hates you. Okay, you hate your team. Everybody hates that. Everyone on that team hates each other. Worst vibes since oh my god. City Clippers. Oh my god. I will say, if if there was going to be a turnaround for the Jazz, Donovan throwing a game winning alley oop to Rudy. That do would, it. You know what? That would do it, wouldn't it? That would be the way. I was shocked when he threw that lob. I was like, the Mavs were shocked. too. And it was the right play. The, it was the a Mavs perfect- were too. They didn't even consider guarding Rudy. <laughs> no, they they, no, they sold not. out to stop. Yeah, no, no way in hell he's making this pass. No, <laughs> of course not. And they probably thought like Rudy wasn't going to catch it anyway. If he did, right? It was just like perfect. And then, and then Luca completely smoked that last possession. Like he just threw a grenade to Spencer Dinwiddie. Got to give Bogdanovich <laughs> uh, credit too. Bogdanovich was working, man. He was guarding good full like he, was, court. he was picking up full court. Yeah, that was great. It, it reminded me when when he was guarding LeBron in in that series. Uh, when was that? When he was on the Pacers. Did your microphone just click off? Yeah, I think so. There we go. It it reminded me of when he was on the Pacers guarding LeBron, and I was like, wait, Bogdanovich can kind of stick with LeBron a little bit? No, LeBron wasn't trying, okay? We got to get over what, this. What that, that, was not, that was not a thing. It was, that, that was, was a seven-game series. Yeah, he, he was trying. He through it. He was like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying we're not doing that. No, we're but he was right there Thank you for subscribing to The Athletic. If you do that, if you haven't, please subscribe to The Athletic. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic NBA Show podcast. You can't spell Bogdanovich without defense. Without the D straight jacket.
Um, make sure that you're subscribed to all of our shows. Make sure you're checking out the Daily Thing. Make sure you're checking out No Dunks, all the team shows, and What Did I Miss with Michelle Beadle. Uh, for Trevon Edwards, for Jay King, for Boyan Bogdanovich, for Mo Dakil, for Jade Hoyab, Zach Harper, keep it locked in on The Athletic. Go watch some HJ. Oh, no. It don't.